Hey guys, Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio here. Would you like to know where to find me or listen to my podcast? It's easy. Just go to anchor.fm slash Anna Taylor Radio now. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Anna Taylor Radio or on TikTok, Anna Taylor Radio Now. On YouTube, you can watch my videos at Anna Taylor Radio Channel. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or would be interested in being a guest on my show, please email me at Anna Taylor Radio at gmail.com. Hello, welcome back to Anna Taylor Radio. I'm Anna Taylor, and I'm your host for today, as usual, talking about what most don't. We got another interesting episode today, whether you're listening to this podcast uh, through the Anchor website or uh, any other popular platform like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, or watching this on my YouTube channel, which is Anna Taylor Radio Channel. Yes, you got to type in Anna Taylor Radio Channel, space channel. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> today is an interesting yet serious topic. And despite, I just, disclaimer, okay, and I, sh- I shouldn't even have to say this, honestly. Don't judge me. Do not judge me. And just either agree to disagree or you know, approach listening or watching this with an open mind, open heart, open soul, especially an open mind though. Um, and this is from my point of view and my own personal experiences. So, you know, regardless of popular belief or, uh, despite what, you know, people might disagree with what I have to say, that's okay. Agree to disagree. That's fine. This is from my point of view my opinions, my beliefs, and my personal experiences. But the topic for today, the episode title is spirit after suicide. Okay. What happens to spirit or someone's spirit after they commit suicide? You know, um, first of all, uh, this is what I'm going to go over in this podcast, uh, today is suicide awareness. Uh, what to do when someone is suicidal, Uh, suicidal thoughts and tendencies, someone's final moments, once spirit spirit has transcended, what happens to their spirit and what can it manifest when they attach to others and how to cross them over. So um, as far as suicide awareness, okay, uh, if you listen to these episodes, um, I believe it's after this episode is over, there should be some resources available. So if you or someone you know is suicidal, please reach out for help. There is help out there. Call the suicide hotline, write, get a pen and paper, write down those resources, okay? Um, there's people there to listen. And you know, always reach out to someone. If someone's not available, reach out to another person. If they're not available, reach out to another person. Just keep reaching out so you find somebody. If you can't find anybody, call the suicide hotline. It always helps the first step is to just talk to somebody because sometimes that's all somebody needs is just to be heard, you know, whether they know you or not, they're there, they care enough to spend their valuable time to sit down at a phone and wait for you to call so they can just hear you out. So, all right, let's get into this. Uh, What to do when someone is suicidal? Well, I'll tell you one thing, and this is personal experience. Do not call the cops. The cops make things worse. 
okay? Unless it is a dire situation, if they are armed with a weapon, and no, they are not armed with a weapon to harm anybody else. The only time that they're a harm to anybody else with a weapon is if anybody tries to intervene, okay? That's the only time they're a harm to anybody. They're trying to harm themselves, okay? Regardless, they're trying to harm themselves. They're trying to take their own life. They're not trying to hurt anybody else. They don't want to hurt anybody else. But if you intervene with, when they have a weapon, that's when somebody can get hurt, okay? But as far as cops go, you know, unless it's a dire, dire situation, they got, I mean, they like you walk in, they got a gun pointed to their head or a knife to their own throat or a knife to what, where, whatever, whatever weapon, and they got it on themselves and they're about to do it, you know, to keep you from being injured, hurt, or even killed, you know, that would be a time to call 911. All right. Because honestly, and we have to change this mental health, uh, the, the stig stigma behind mental health, the stigma behind suicide and things like that, the way the law handles it is absolutely pathetic, mm -hmm. embarrassing, and disgusting, okay? Cops do not know how to handle these intense suicidal and mental health crisis and situations. They don't, okay? What they do is they put you in handcuffs like you're a fucking criminal, and then they, they force you, they force you into a mental hospital. They, they send you to the emergency room first to be evaluated. And then they evaluate you and, you know, they put down the facts. Well, they, uh, there was a noose around them or they had a weapon or they weren't armed or whatever the case may be. And then they go from there, they evaluate you and then decide if they want to put you, which most, most times they do, <clears throat> they'll send you to the local or closest uh, mental health facility and they'll uh, depending on your state laws, which if this ever happens to you, when you get to that facility, the first thing you want to do is ask for your rights and responsibilities, a copy of your rights and responsibilities, and see how long by law they can detain you. Here in Virginia, where I'm at, they can only detain you for up to 72 hours. That's it. 72 hours. That's it. They have to let you go after that <clears throat> by law. <clears throat> so know, know your rights. And responsibilities as a patient okay that's very important but other than that okay let's say the person is, is suicidal whether they're thinking about it or whether they're planning on doing it whatever okay how do you approach them what do you say what do you do right first of all approach them in a calm manner like look i'm here for you and let me tell you something i don't care if you got to go to work i don't care what the hell you have to do Okay. If the universe puts you in a situation where it just so happens that there's a person around you or that, you know, is in their moments, uh, uh, you know, in their head, they're suicidal or they're wanting to attempt it or attempting it. Okay. You need to do something about it. The universe chose you to intervene. Okay. Especially if they're unarmed. And just approach them calmly and be like, just stop what you're doing. Because it only takes really just a few minutes. Okay. It really does. And just take a moment and be like, look, man, look, woman, girl, whatever, you know, I'm here for you. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to hug? Don't touch them. Do not touch them without asking first. Would you like a hug? Would you like me to get you some tissues? They start crying. 
tell them, you know, reassure them, be like, look, because this is true. Tell them things like, you know, man, you have purpose here. You do. And if they're denying it, no, I'm unworthy. I'm worthless. I ain't shit. My life is crap, blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of times suicidal people, it, it's due to situations. It's, it's situational because there's different types of depression. There's situational, there's clinical, and there's seasonal. And sometimes it's a, it's a lethal concoction. I've had all three at the same time. I personally suffer from depression, suicidal ideation. I've attempted 13 times unsuccessfully, thankfully. Um, I won't try it again. Um, but I've realized that, and this is true with everyone, everyone has purpose. If you did not have purpose here, if you were not meant to live, okay, you would have either never been born or conceived, okay? You would already be dead you know, whether through a car accident, murder, natural causes, whatever, however people go, how, whatever, whenever your card is up, however you go, you'd be dead by now if you didn't have purpose, okay? No matter how shitty your life, your life is, okay? You still have purpose, period. You do. Everyone does. Everyone is here for a reason. You'd be surprised, okay? And you do matter. People matter. Everyone matters. Okay. Everyone. And everyone. Well, I say everyone in a generic term because honestly, in my opinion, low life pieces of shit that like murder people, rape people, hurt children, things like that. Those type of people. Yeah. They need to stop breathing. But either way, um, besides that, uh, you know, generally everybody matters and everyone has a purpose and everyone is meant to be here. Because if you weren't, like I said, you've never been born, you would have been never been conceived or you'd be dead already, you know? And it doesn't matter what age you are or what situation you're in, you know? And if you feel like a failure, guess what? We all fail, everyone. You cannot have success without failure. You can't learn lessons without failure, okay? And what you have to do is you have to persevere and keep going and be resilient. You have to find whatever power and, and, and strength within yourself to keep going. And I know it seems like when you're at the bottom of the barrel, when it's those fine, you know, like, I just can't take it anymore. Cause that's what happens to people when they've been suicide. They can't take it anymore. They can't do it. They can't go on. Okay. They just can't, they can't suffer anymore because they are most people who are suicidal are suffering just by living, okay? Because they're just surviving and that's not a way to live. You know, people say, well, you're a survivor. Like it's a great thing. No, it's not good to be a survivor. It's good to be a thriver, not a survivor. When you're just in survival mode, you're suffering, consistently suffering. And that's when people just can't take it anymore and then they go. So, you know, be calm. What do you need? I'm listening. Go ahead, tell me. Just tell me, talk to me, okay? And give them a moment without interruption to tell you what's going on, what's in their head. Then once they finish, maybe say, can I give you a hug? Can I tell you something? Tell them, even if they're a stranger, be like, look, I don't even know you. Or if you do know them, look, I love you. Maybe that's all they need to hear. 
you know, because not many people hear that on a daily basis. I know I don't. When I had my kids, you know, if you know my story, I'm alienated from my children. And when I had my kids, I heard I love you every day, but I don't hear that anymore from anyone. I don't have someone to tell me I love you. I don't hear it. I tell people I love them, but I don't hear it. And that can hurt someone. It can damage someone. It really does. And um, it's hard to deal with. And, you know, like I said, some, sometimes people just need to hear, I love you. You are worthy. You are strong. You are resilient. You will get through this. Everything's going to be okay, no matter what. Okay. Just reassure them. So that's what you do when someone's suicidal, right? Suicidal thoughts and tendencies. All right. So when someone's suicidal, what are they thinking, right? And, you know, surprisingly, everybody has their shit. Everybody has their issues and problems. And no matter how good someone's life may seem, nobody's life is perfect. Maybe a rare few, but whatever, good for them. Okay, good for them. But for a majority, I mean, realistically, realistically, you don't have statistics on you, but I mean, let's be real here. Okay. Um, many suffer. So, you know, for, for the person, average person who is mentally healthy, and for those who could never even think about unaliving themselves, or, you know, like, how, how could someone even think of that? What are they thinking? Well, I'll tell you, I've been there, all right? Like I mentioned, they feel unworthy. They feel unloved. They feel like they have no purpose. They feel like they should have never even been born. They hate their life. Their situation may, might be crappy. You know, many homeless people happens to them. Um, they're suffering. They're hurting. They're depressed. They can't go on. And there's different situations with suicidal people as to what drives them to it. It could be lifelong depression or a spell or period, long period of depression, and they just can't take it anymore. Or someone, yes, someone could drive them to it. Many a times I've had assholes, abusive asshole people, including family, straight up tell me, you should go kill yourself. I hope someone kills you. You know what that does to a person? You know how fucked up that is to say to someone? It's absolutely disgusting. If someone ever tells you that, I'm talking to people who are suicidal out there. If you're listening, you're depressed, you, had you have suicidal ideation, which suicidal ideation, by the way, is just thoughts. It's, not, it's thoughts that are not acted out, okay? But if you have thoughts, suicidal ideation, for those out there listening, if someone ever tells you that shit, don't allow it in your head. Block it because it's not and never will be true ever, ever. Do not listen to that sh that bullshit lies. Those are miserable people who are probably suicidal than themselves. Okay, who just it, misery loves company. They just want to bring you down because they're down, and they're bullies. It's bully behavior. Okay, don't listen to it. All right, get it out of your head. And don't let, don't think for one second that nobody loves you. 
Okay. Even if you're estranged or isolated from any friends or family, or you think you don't have any friends, whatever, let me tell you something to each human being. There's at least one person in the whole freaking world, at least one who cares about you and who loves you and thinks about you. I guarantee it a hundred percent. I'm telling you, and you may not have contact with that person anymore, but I tell you what they think about you. They do. And let's say hypothetically that there wasn't anybody in this world well there's you and that is enough at the very least it is yes it is make it enough you deserve to live you deserve to be here on this world in this earth just like anybody else and life is shit sometimes that's what thomas jefferson said in the pursuit of happiness and even in the bible it says we are born into a world of sin and evil okay so you got to you know do the best you can with what you got. And it's not fair, you know, what people, some people are born into. Some people are born into a life of poverty. Some people are born into a life of homelessness. Some people are born into a life of abuse or all kinds of crap and unfortunate situations and environments. But make the best of what you got. Do, do the best you can, you know? And if you got to start over, and let me tell you something, okay? When I say start over, if, you've, if you're like, if you're thinking for one second, when I said that just a moment ago, you said, well, damn, I already started over. I've started over many times. Well, guess what? So have I. And I'm talking from square one. I've climbed the ladder of success, started school, started jobs, was doing good, making money. I had a car, had an apartment. I had stuff. I had, you know, a... a stable life just to turn around and lose everything to the very clothes on my body going back to square one all over again and had to redo and regain everything so many freaking times in my life I'm I just turned 40 40 years of working my ass off to gain what I have at the very least just to turn around and keep losing it over and over and over and over. you know how stressful and depressing and, and, and aggravating and frustrating that is. It is, it, it, it's just, it's tiring, but you keep going anyway. Okay. Because let me tell you something. Suicide is not the way to go. It's not, it's really not. You know, I used to be pro-suicide, actually. I used to think, well, you know what? It's my life. And when people would say, but what about your kids? What about this person or that person? You know, uh, you know, when someone unalives themselves or commits suicide, you know, it, it, take, it takes a toll on family and friends and things like that. And people that love you and da, 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 da. And I'd argue and be like, yeah, but it's not about them. It's about me. It's about me for once. I'm taking my life in my own hands. And I had this theory, which is true, that the only people allowed that the, the only people that bring you into this world is your mom, your dad, and God. The only people that can take you out is your mom, God, and yourself. <laughs> Maybe not your mom, but God or your maker and yourself. It's your life. And it's true. But like I said, suicide is not the way to go. So what are we thinking? 
like I said, we're, we're feeling worthless, we're sick of our situation, we're sick of life, we're si just sometimes just sick of breathing, you know? It's just tiring even just to feel ill every day, feel apathetic, feel we feel lazy, we can't even get up to make our bed or take a bath or brush our teeth or even eat food or drink water or take a walk, we can't even do our dishes, we can't even pick up in the living room or or do anything sit and, and you feel lazy and you feel worthless like, i'm not good you know what the longer you're here on it's on this earth however long you're meant to be here okay you have that much time to clean your room to make your bed to do your dishes to wash your body you know what i mean if if god I'm, and don't judge me but let me tell you there's been times where I've been so depressed that I didn't take a shower or a bath or bathe rather, or any kind of hygiene in weeks, weeks, weeks. The longest I went without bathing one time and brushing my teeth was a month, probably longer than that. Nasty mom. Can you imagine how I felt? I felt like shit. I felt, and the more every day that went by, I felt dirtier and dirtier and dirtier and nastier and it just made it even harder and then finally just one day you know and when I go through these spouts and, and spells you know there's just this one day I get up and I'm like I, you know what I don't have the energy but I have I have to bathe I have to clean myself I have to brush my teeth like I have to do something you know just do it and you'll feel better afterwards I promise you okay people feel unworthy they're unloved. They're not told that they're loved. They're not shown that they're loved. That's why it's important when you're a friend or family, check on your people, man. Check on your people. How you doing? Send them, I love you. Just simple. It takes a minute. Take a second, a few seconds. Send them a message. Hey, man, thinking about you. I love you. Hope you're doing all right. Even if they're not doing all right. Just sending a love message like that or a message of love and, and thoughtfulness just being thoughtful, just take a moment out of your 24-hour freaking day, seven day a week, four weeks a month, 12 months in a year, just to say, hey, how you doing? Miss you. Love you. Hope you're doing all right. That's all you got to do. Check on your people. Always check on your people. Okay? I, I constantly check on people. Sometimes they message back and sometimes they don't. Sometimes people are like, why is she messaging me? Well, you know what? Maybe you need somebody, maybe you don't. But know that I'm thinking about you. I'm taking a moment out of my fucking day to say hi. But people feel unloved, unwanted, unworthy. They are struggling to survive, to breathe, to eat, to even go pee. <laughs> yeah. There's been times I got bladder infections because... I was too depressed to go to the freaking bathroom. I couldn't get out of bed for a damn. And it happens. But I'll tell you this. Things change. They do. And it does take work on your part. Okay, it really does. And it helps when there's resources and help available, of course. And sometimes there's not. Unfortunately, it's sometimes it's harder for some people to get up on their feet, to do one simple task a day or a month or a week. But there's going to come a day where change is going to come. There's a song by Sam Cooke 
change is, is going to come. I, I highly encourage you to look up on YouTube that song, Change is Going to Come. It's a good song. Starts off, I was born by the river in a little tent. I can't remember all the words, but I'll look it up. Hold on. I want to read you the words. I want everyone to listen to the lyrics of this song. Because it, it's true. It says, I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, and just like the river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long, don't mind my singing, a long time coming. But I know the change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. Here we go. This is a very serious part. It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. Because I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. I don't think it's good as Sam Cook, but yeah. Then I go to my brother and I say, brother, help me, please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. Listen to that. How many times have people who are suicidal and successfully unalive themselves literally reach out and scream for help? The signs are there. They're always there. But are you paying attention? Is anybody paying attention? And this is what angers me the most about suicide is <clears throat> when the person who successfully unalives himself dies and then people are like oh my god why did they do that what were they thinking what could we have possibly done to help them uh gee i don't know fucking listen pay the fuck attention know the signs okay know the signs people they reach out and sometimes literally scream for help help me please but they wind up knocking you back down on your knees. It's like the song said, because they ignore you. They're not listening. They don't pay attention. And people are like, you know what? You basically just validated how I feel. Nobody cares, right? So they do it. They're either successful or they're not. Um, so that's basically uh, what's going through a suicidal person's head it's how they're feeling it's what they're thinking that's what they're dealing with and suffering through so please if you're a mentally healthy person and of sound mind and sound you know you got a decent life whatever good for you but you know have an open heart and open mind and and be understanding non-judgmental and for those people who say or think that suicide is an easy way out or they're cowards or you know, some bullshit like that. No, you're full of shit and you're wrong. You're wrong. A hundred percent. Flat out. You are fucking wrong. 
So someone's final moments, <clears throat> every situation when they're suicidal uh, is different. First off, sometimes they're successful and sometimes they're not. And personally, I have attempted 13 times. Now I have a dark inside joke, dark humor with myself. It's not funny, but it's funny to me. I obviously suck at trying to unalive myself, so I won't be trying again. But I have since found value in my life and realized, like I mentioned, that I still have purpose. And if I didn't, I, would, I wouldn't be here. Simple as that. You know, and I have kids. And, and the fact of the matter is, when someone commits suicide, okay, wait, I'm talking to people who are suicidal now. When you commit suicide, you know what you're doing? You're passing your pain onto others. Is that fair to them? That's where the whole, you know, where I used to argue, well, it's not about them. It's about me for once. It's my life. But think about it. No, it's not just about you. Because when you successfully unalive yourself, you're just doing nothing but passing your pain and agony onto others. And that's not fair. That's not fair at all. Because that's not their pain to deal with. That's your pain to deal with, period. It's your burden to bear, unfortunately. Okay? You have to take responsibility for your shit, just like any other person out there. Seriously. Suicidal, depressed or not, everyone is responsible for their own shit. Okay? There's always a better way out. There's always a better way. Change is going to come. But most times, you can't just sit there on your ass and expect it to just show up in your lap either. Do something about it. Make changes to yourself. Make changes to your life. Even if you've done it a million times before, do it again. Like I said, you can't have success without failure. And sometimes you fail a lot until you finally succeed. I tell my kids, I tell them, like I said, you can't have success without failure. If you don't try, you have a 100% chance of failure. Then if you do try, you have a 50% chance of success, which is a hell of a lot more of a chance of success than it is when you don't try when you have a 100% chance of failure. You follow me? So everyone's final moments is different. Um, some people, uh, they do drugs or they'll drink or, you know, they'll be in a heated moment <clears throat> and they're not thinking straight. They're, uh, they lose their ability to, to think straight or, um, you know, their thinking just becomes impaired and they make a rash, quick, bad decision and they attempt whether they succeed or not. Some people will um, get their ducks in a row, as you would say, and they will write out a will. Um, they will, uh, you know, write their wrongs, apologize to people, tell people they love them, um, which is in a form saying goodbye. So if someone, you know, like I said, know the signs. If someone is coming up to you and all of a sudden they're like, hey man, I love you. I'm gonna miss you. Where are you going? 
you know, you're taking a trip somewhere, <laughs> you know, start asking questions. Be like, what, why, what, where are you going? Get them talking. Um, and if they start giving you their stuff, you know, start giving their stuff away to people, that's a sign. Um, they usually, uh, and then they'll leave a letter most times, sometimes, and, um, you know, as to why they did it and why they're, you know, they just wanted to feel at peace or just go home. And, uh, you know, uh, so it's different. Some people, it's in the heat of the moment. And some people, they take their time to get their ducks in a row and prepare for it. But once their mind's made up, it's made up, whether they succeed or not. So moving on to the topic of this, of this episode, spirit after suicide. What happens to spirit, their spirit, someone's spirit after they commit suicide? Um, again, this is my personal beliefs, my personal experiences, my thoughts, and uh, personal, you know, everything. So agree to disagree, whatever. So um, when someone dies, all right, the spirit leaves the body. And <clears throat> that's when the, the spirit is transitioned transitioning or transcending into the spiritual realm okay that's where your life flashes before your eyes and you're shown everything that you've done wrong and you're forgiven you know and you get to choose you know you kind of get to choose uh in a way you get to choose like what you want to do with your with your spirit do you want to right your wrongs to go to a better place in the spiritual realm and be reborn and live life on earth again and basically be reincarnated you get to choose your family i mean we do we, and i know it's like well i don't remember last life you know but some people remember their past lives some people don't some people are new souls some people are old souls it just all depends you know you got to be in tune with yourself and your spirit body mind souls you know connection with the universe um but uh you know i believe that there's a heaven and there's purgatory but when you're in that transition when your body when your spirit leaves your body your you know your life flashes before your eyes you're whether forgiven you know and you know if you want to get into a better spiritual place in the spiritual realm you can choose to come back and try again and until you learn whatever lessons it is that your spirit needs to learn so you can evolve your spirit and just keep evolving. But specifically with people who commit suicide, okay, it's instant regret. Once they've transcended and done all their shit, okay, and it's time to be like, all right, what well now? They instantly regret it. Despite what mostly Christianity, most Christians believe that if someone unalives himself, they go straight to hell. First of all, that ain't true with a shit. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. You do not go to hell if you unalive yourself, period. No, you don't. I don't give a fuck what the Bible says. Now, some people, Christian or not, whatever, believe that you go straight into the light. You're at peace now. You, you, you're with your maker you know, your creator and your, you went to the light, you went to heaven. It's not true with people with suicide. They don't go to either. 
They don't go to purgatory and they don't go to the light. Okay. 95% of people who unalive themselves instantly regret it. Only 5% don't. And they, those are the ones that go to the light. The 5% could be, you know, people who are elderly, who literally do not have anybody in this world. Like everyone's dead, all their family's dead, all their friends are dead. You know, they're, they're at the end of their road, you know, like they're elderly. A lot of people, when you get, when you get old, suicide really hits hard. Even if you've never had it throughout your entire life, a lot of elderly people get old, like depression and suicidal. Even if, if even if they're at their end of their life and don't have much longer to live naturally, so if they're older and literally like do not have a living soul on this planet that gives a damn about them, okay, that's when they go into the light because they fulfilled their purpose. Really, there's nobody else to really love them. There's nobody other energies to you know help them or do anything, okay. It's a very small, small percentage of people who actually go into the light after suicide, but the majority don't, okay? It's instant regret. And I wish I could reference this and credit the guy who um, did this. I can't even remember his name, but he's a, he's a legit, credible paranormal investigator who uses, utilizes um, this tool, which is called like a voice or ghost box. And if you look up what a ghost box is or voice box is, it, it uses frequency to pick up sounds and voices and things like that. And it's kind of like like that. And then like, you know, it'll say something. Sometimes it'll pick up a phone call, you know, a few words of, of a of a message or something. Somebody's talking on the phone because it's through radio waves and frequencies and and things like that. Okay. Um, sometimes it'll pick up TV, whatever, you know, but it'll pick up spirit too, supposedly. And uh, this guy, he specifically targets or gears his, uh, his uh, sessions towards celebrities. And for example, this one particular video, he uh, was able to connect with Robin Williams, the late Robin Williams. Everybody loved there's not one damn person in this world that didn't love Robin Williams. That, if any human being in this world, I've never heard not one person say, speak ill of Robin Williams. Not one, not one person. <laughs> and everybody loved him, but he instantly regretted it. And what caused him to, you know, to unalive himself was the uh, degenerative disease that he had. It wasn't Alzheimer's. I forgot the name of it. I can't represent him. I apologize for that, but you can look it up, just Google it, you know, which is easy at, but it, it made him of not sound, sound of mind and, you know, made him think, start thinking irrational because his mind started degenerating and that's what led him to unalive himself, but he regretted it. And, um, in the, in the recording, he was sad. He was still a depressed, like he still dealt with depression as a spirit. He's not in the light. And I'm sorry, you'd be like, Robin Williams didn't go to heaven. Of course he deserves to go to heaven and he will eventually, okay? But whatever his spirit needs to learn to grow, to evolve because of how he left this world, because of the regret, and there's no greater, lower 
shitty feeling than regret. That is the worst feeling in the world is regret. Especially if you can't right or wrong because suicide is permanent when you're when you're successful. Okay. And um and he was sad. He said he regretted it. And he said he was sorry to everyone. He realized that what he did, he fucked up. And that's the same with so many, a majority of people who successfully unalive themselves. They fuck, they're like, damn, I fucked up. So <clears throat> what happens to their spirit and, and what it can manifest? Like I said, after they transcend, they instantly regret it. And what they manifest or turn into low vibrational beings. Okay. And like with the example with Robin Williams, he was sorry, regret. He was sad, sadness, regret, so, you know, remorse, you know. So because of that, that's what keeps their spirit here. That's what keeps them from going into the light because even in the afterlife, they feel like they're unworthy of heaven. So in the, in, in, when they're alive, they feel like they're unworthy of living in this world. And then they go into the afterlife and then they feel like they're unworthy of living in heaven. It's basically what it is. And they turn into low vibrational beings. And how they can manifest is they can turn into uh, energies, balls of energy of depression, even suicide. Yeah. Even though they regret it, what they did. Suicide, depression unworthiness everything that when they were alive what they were feeling it just kind of follows them and that that that's the energy the energy within those demons of depression the demon of anxiety and and everything that made someone suffer it turns into an energy okay and it's pure energy and that's what it stays as because that's why it doesn't go into the light and when they attach to others which they can, okay? The low vibrational beings can't attach to people because spirit visits people. They're like, damn, you know, let's say they had kids or something like that or a wife or a husband or a parent, whatever the case may be, you know, spirit visits us, whether they crossed over or not. And they can attach themselves to someone and they attach themselves to that person's life force and then they kind of become like an energy vampire. And they suck the life out of that person, pretty much, literally. Like I said, they can drive someone, you know, there's energy of depression, energy of suicide, energy of anxiety, energy of, you know, feeling unworthy. So it manifests physically into that person that they attach to. And it could be anybody, you know, uh, wherever the spirit chooses to dwell or go to in the afterlife. You know, it could be a child, let's say a new family moved into the house that they died in, or let's say whatever, you know, but let's use that example. Let's say family, you know, uh, they bought this house, they know the history of it, you know, the person died in the house, and suicide, whatever. Let's say that's where the spirit is dwelling. And let's say there's a child and the spirit attaches to the child. It'll suck the energy force and it'll manifest physically and make the child sick, give the child disease, maybe, uh, cause a child to have anxiety or childhood depression or have them grow up to be depressed, you know, and they follow them throughout life, you know, and, uh, or it can attach to adults too. 
you know, they just, they find a life force. They find a life force to attach to, or they can attach to their uh, living family members or friends or things like that, you know? And, um, and then it just manifests physically, mentally, psychologically, you know, the person becomes depressed or suicidal, or they, you know, have a series of unfortunate events or, you know, they feel cursed or they'll, you know, whatever the case may be, it manifests some way, somehow. So how do we get these low vibrational beings, these people who successfully unalive themselves, how do we get them into the light? Now, like I said, a majority of people who successfully unalive themselves instantly regret it. Very small percentage actually go to heaven. But 100%, 100% of people who unalive themselves go to heaven. Okay. <clears throat> and I bite my, man, I don't really want to say this, but I'm going to say it, even though I want to bite my own tongue on it, you know, because it's, it's hard to chew on, but people, like I said earlier in the episode, you know, with the exception of low-life pieces of abusive shit people who murder and, and rape and hurt children or, you know, uh, make people miserable in some way, shape, or form or take their life or whatever the case may be, you know, except for those people. Those types of people, okay, when they successful, because it happens, you know, they can't face the, the shit that they've done, Right? So they'll kill themselves. And yeah, people will be like the, the coward and, you know, good, good riddance. And true, good riddance to those motherfuckers. Good riddance. Peace out, bitches. They should have never been here in the first, you know, nasty, fucking, disgusting, vile, evil people. Okay. But the ones who are evil like that and sadistic and nasty and vile. <laughs> This is a real hard pill to swallow. But the, the ones that successfully unalive themselves typically feel remorse. You'd be surprised. You'd be like, no, they don't. They're just taking the easy way out. They're just being cowards because they don't want to accept the responsibility of their actions and, and what they've done. You know, they don't want to sit in jail. Or to, well, we don't want to sit in jail for life either because that's taxpayers' money anyway. So like we said, good riddance, right? And you can forgive them or not. I know if somebody harmed my child, fuck forgiveness. I don't give a shit. I will never forgive anybody for that shit. But they do feel remorse. And that's why they unalive themselves. Yeah, it's true. They can't face and accept the responsibility for their actions. That's also true. But they feel so shit they feel so shitty for what they've done that they feel like the worst person in the world. And they are, <laughs> especially if they've done something really bad, you know, and they are, they are the worst, one of the worst people. They're part of the problem, not part of the solution. However, they feel so shitty about what they've done. And that's remorse. It is that they just cannot live another day, which is a good thing. Let's be real here. Good get rid right but that's remorse too so those people 
All right. Shitty people. Well, what about them? What about their spirit? They go into the light? No. They can eventually, though. Those people typically are not the type to regret it. Okay. But they do become, you know, like I said, in the spirit world, you can choose to come back to have your spirit try to learn what the universe is, is trying to make you learn so you can evolve as a spirit, as your spirit evolves and grows and learns lessons and does do better, be better, you know, make, you know, become a better person, evolve your spirit, you know, and frequency and things like that. Um, so, you know, they have the opportunity to do that. They have the opportunity to be reborn and try again do a do-over and even though it's like you can think well we don't want that kind of person coming back into this world but in a way you do not that type of person but rather you want them to grow and evolve into a better being you want that so they don't hurt people anymore you know because if they choose not to come back and do better and be better they're also low vibrational beings and those types of beings, those shitty people who want to live themselves are not just low vibrational beings, but they can turn into uh, beings that are maleficent and malicious and, you know, purposely, even in the spirit world, they're hurting people. And that's where you need protection. That's where you know how to spiritually protect yourself, whether it be through a priest, a witch, or um or someone of that nature a, a psychic meaning whatever um you can find people to help protect you for silver uh sage things like that um strengthen your spirit you know uh words have power you know i pray protection over myself i call on my spirit guides the gods uh angels from the light uh you know Archangel Michael or Archangel Gabriel, whatever. I call in the light to protect me. Simple as that. Um, but know how to protect yourself. Uh, you know, because those spirits can end up being bad ones. Um, as far as crossing over though, so let's say for the majority who are regretful and low vibrational beings, how do they cross over? Well, you need someone who knows what they're doing and has experience or professional, either a priest, a psychic medium, or a witch, um, someone who has enough power and authority and not bad power, not bad power, but um, more so like experience, like power, they're powerful, you know what I mean? Like you know, they've grown their own spirit. They've grown themselves into being able to like have the ability to help others cross over. You can't just say, you know, be like a baby witch or a beginner witch and be like, oh, I'm going to tell them, you know, it's not just as simple as saying, go into the light. It's not like the movie, like the movie, uh, the little girl, the, uh, I'm coming to a blank here. What's the name of the movie? Poltergeist. <laughs> 
the poltergeist. It's not easy saying go into the light. No, no. You can tell them that all you want to, but they're not going to go into the light. Okay, it's going to take much more than that. So, um, but yeah, that's how you would get someone to cross over. Uh, and, and it takes meditation too. You know, you really got to, you got to connect with the spirit and it, it takes work. Um, and it will drain the person who helps them cross over. It drains them of their body, their spirit and everything. So it takes work. But yeah, um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, it's, it's always a sad situation all the way around when someone takes their own life. It's sad, you know, when people have come to that point where they just can't go on anymore. You know, I've been on the other side of the fence too. My cousin unalived himself on my birthday a couple of years ago. And my uncle, his dad, who he's a, a Vietnam army war veteran. My cousin that unalived himself was in the Marines. Um, my uncle found him. You know, heartbreaking that is when a parent finds their own child. See, children are supposed to go before, uh, after the parents. The parents are supposed to go before the children, not the other way around. Your child isn't supposed to leave this world before you do. No. <laughs> so when a, when a parent finds their own kid dead by suicide, like I said, you're just passing your pain on to somebody else. You know? And he already deals with PTSD from the war and you know, depression himself, suicidal ideation, things like that. He already deals with that shit as it is. And now he's got to deal with finding his son dead by suicide and dealing with that. So um, my heart goes out to my uncle and our own family too. Because, you know, I, I cry about my cousin sometimes and and I talk to him in the spirit world and things like that, you know. I, tell, I still tell him I love him. I always say, help tell him I love him, you know, I don't know if the message ever got to him, apparently, it seems like it hasn't, but whatever, but, uh, yeah, check on your people, and if you're suicidal, reach out, because it's not a way to go, it's not, it's not cowardly, it's not shameful, it's not easy, no, fuck what people think, okay, doesn't matter what they think, no matter what you believe and what you think, okay, be strong. You are worthy. You are loved. And if you have nobody to tell you I love you, I'll tell you I love you. You may not know me. You may not ever get to know me. You may not ever meet me. You may know me in person, but I love you and I care about you. I care about you all. I care about everyone. I have a huge heart. And typically those who unalive themselves are the type of people who have a huge heart <laughs> too. You know, they, they literally wear the weight on the shoulders. So just uh, people be kind because you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what their struggles or their demons and tomorrow is never promised. Okay. So let's uh, be aware, uh, be thoughtful, be kind, pay attention to signs, you know, um, listen, help, reach out. I'm Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio. This concludes this episode of spirit after suicide. I appreciate everyone who supports me in my podcast. I appreciate every one of you who has taken the time to listen or watch this podcast or any of my episodes and this one too. 
stay tuned for a list of resources. And if you need help, get a pen and paper. Write down these numbers, okay? There's help out there. There's people to listen. There's people that give a damn. There really is. All right. Y'all be safe. Be kind. Please rewind. Just kidding. All right. Are you or someone you know feeling suicidal? Please reach out. You are not alone. Please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or go visit online suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Everything's going to be okay. You are worthy. You are loved. You are not alone. And you deserve to be here. and everything's going to be okay. Are you or someone you know being abused or in a toxic relationship? Whether that be an elderly person, an animal, a woman, a child, or even a man? Are you feeling suicidal or having thoughts of suicide? Do you need help with substance abuse? Know that you're not alone. There is help out there. Here's some resources. The Domestic Violence National Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. The National Substance Abuse Hotline number is one 800 662 The suicide hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. The national child abuse hotline is 1-800-422-4453. Some other things that you could do to find support is you can join Facebook support groups. There's tons of them on there. You can also go over to the Project Storm Facebook page or even on TikTok or Instagram. That's Project A Space Hashtag Storm. That's the grassroots organization that I personally started to help bring more justice to victims of abuse, help people with substance abuse, suicide prevention, and even inmate rehabilitation. You can also email Project Storm at projectstormemail at gmail.com. Again, you are not alone. You are worth it. You are loved and you are worthy and deserve to live. Okay, everything's going to be okay. Just reach out. There's help out there. Stay safe. This public service announcement was brought to you by Anna Taylor Radio and Project Storm.